0: What's up all you motorcycle enthusiasts and welcome to the V-Twin Life here on YouTube. We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins, what fuels their passion, why you enjoy it so much. V-Twin Life is brought to you by these two great companies, Crash Inc. Clothing and Wild Ass Seats. Hey, you want to add some comfort to your ass when you're out riding, whether you're a 400 mile guy, or maybe a guy that's pushing a thousand plus, or a female rider for that matter. Hey, check out wild-ass.com and add some comfort to your ass. Can't forget crashing clothing, that Northwest brand, out of the Pacific Northwest. Hey, these guys got a lot of great stuff from t-shirts to hats, raincoats, you name it. Hey, they can get you covered. Check out crashingclothing.com. Now, let's dive into another milepost of the V-Twin life. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Sunday here on the V-Twin Life. Kicking it tonight with my brother from another mother, Michael, known as Two Wheels to Survive, who's been crushing some miles and just been laying down a lot, riding everywhere he can, whenever he can. So what's going on there, buddy?
1: Not much, man. How you been? Oh,
0: not liking the weather, but, you know, other than that, ready for spring.
1: Yeah, it's definitely definitely not ideal riding season right now, (laughs) at least out here in the Northwest.
0: Yeah, or even ready for some 50-degree weather, something, but instead of these upper upper 30s low 40s yeah morning robin over on the other side of the world
1: why can't i see the side chat
0: yeah you gotta look so yeah and thanks everybody tuning in we got bry the biker hdav traveler we've got robin the lady biker iowa hog springer mike wrench bender nick ray's mobile life Yeah, everybody's tuned in, man. Thank you guys all for, you know, coming in and joining the side chat and watching everything.
1: What is it, like 3 a.m. by you,
0: Robin? (laughs) I think it's (laughs) 6.
1: She's having morning coffee while we're back here uh, enjoying adult beverages.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So how's your, you know, how's your year been going there? I know you've been, got a lot of stuff. You kind of decided to take charge and and put your name in some books kind of midway through the year and... Lit a fire in your ass and took off going for it.
1: Yeah, man. Twenty twenty two has been a good year for me. Um, Not just riding, but in general, it's been a been a pretty good year. We got about three weeks left, so okay. Robin said it's nine a.m. down here. Okay, there we go.
0: (laughs) it's never too early for a mimosa or something, you know? Right?
1: There you go. That's what bloodies are for. So you drink your breakfast and not look like an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, man, it's been good. Um, kid graduated high school back in June, turned 18 a week later. So that was a good start to the summer. Um, I was a few rides into into my season by then. But um hung out with you, did Monsters Over Mountains, which was a badass weekend of good riding. Um. Had some good stuff happen at work so i can't complain there but uh i think the big thing that uh anybody who follows along and i know it's part of what we came to talk about was uh i set out with the goal of doing 22 iron butts ride one can a day saddle sore however you want to frame a thousand miles in 24 hours i set out with the goal of doing 22 of them in 2022. um it was a good campaign <laughs> it still is a good campaign it's not quite over yet um we aren't quite there we got about two weeks left hopefully mother nature gives us a window so we get these last couple in but yeah got a got 20 of them under our belt officially
0: so <laughs> even that i mean that that's a damn good year i mean you're way above what an average person rides anyway. so uh
1: if i even if i don't get the window like if, if mother nature decides that i'm done for the season like 20 is nothing to sneeze at i don't feel bad about it at all Absolutely um, obviously you know the mission 22 and and that whole thing that that 22 number is pretty significant to me um that's why i'm saying we're not done yet we're definitely watching uh work's even been cool about it they know um what i'm doing why i'm out there chasing it and if i get a window in the middle of the week they're even cool with me taking off on short notice to go chase these last couple here in the last couple of weeks if we can get it in so
0: well i think it's awesome what you do i mean just You know, 22 of them, 2022, and also your drive for Mission 22. I mean, it's something that hits home to you and it's near and dear to your heart. And I think it's really awesome what, you know, all the stuff that you do for Mission 22 is something, you know, that you stand behind and, you know, has a a meaning for you as, you know, you're one of our national heroes. I mean, you're, you know, one of our American veterans, and I thank you for your service. And I know I've said that, you know, we've been good friends and I've, I don't know about that, but, you know, I think it's what you're doing for the cause when it's something that's near and dear that you, you personally relate to is, you know, uh, you know, I tip my hat to you. I think it's awesome, Mike.
1: I I appreciate it, man. I, um, I get a little blunt sometimes when people talk about it and the, uh, like it's cool supporting mission 22 and everything. And, um, sometimes I'm a little, I'm a little rough around the edges about it. And I'm like, I'm just sick. It's personal. I'm sick of going to funerals. (laughs) You yeah. <laughs> know, I, uh, I get it, man. I've un- I've unfortunately, um, you know, been to as many memorials here in the states for brothers that have lost the war at home as many as I did for the guys, you know, in the Middle East. So, um, Springer Mike, man, appreciate the support for the twenty two a day. That's awesome. Um, the, um, you know, it's, so yeah, it's definitely a personal thing. Um, the. Uh, why I do it. My writing has been like we've talked about, man. My writing's been a big piece of my therapy and helping me transition back here to the states. Um, being out in out in nature, being out on the road, um, has all done wonders for me. So the writing was a natural fit. And then uh, along the way, getting to, getting to have conversations with people about what I'm doing, why I'm out there. So. It's all kind of a natural fit, which makes chasing twenty-two thousand miles in, you know, twenty-two days when you break it down.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it uh, it sounds weird, but it makes it easy. Um, it's uh, you know, I got a, I got a little sticker. Um, it, I took it off the gas tank when the weather got bad, but I used to have it uh, right underneath the ignition there on the bike. Um, it says "Embrace the Suck." Um, it's. I have it on my mirror in my bathroom too. I see it every morning when I get up and get ready for the day and it says embrace the suck because um, that's what you got to do. sometimes you got to embrace the suck to get to where the good stuff is. so the um, for all the miles of crummy weather and ice, you know chance of ice and getting rained on in epic proportions at one point this year <laughs> um, questioning why I'm out there uh, you know, Veterans Day. The vet. The ri- The one I did on Veterans Day was a great example of having to embrace the suck. Um, riding conditions were not ideal. It was one. T- I got down to. Um, I got down to the gorge. I forget what that is on the Oregon side where 97 hits, but stopped for gas there on my way through, and um, the um, it was 29 degrees at noon. So. Ooh. Hey, Cal Fireman, it's my honor. I uh, I absolutely love serving. I love being in uniform. Um, honestly, I'd still be doing it. Uh, the universe had other plans for me, apparently. Uh, the Army decided I was done playing before I was done. Um, so I had to find other ways to keep serving and uh, keep taking care of my brothers, just like they take care of me. So definitely, definitely my pleasure is one of the highlights of my life was, was wearing the uniform. So, but, um, So, yeah, it's like 29. I think it was 29 degrees down there in the gorge on Veterans Day. Uh, My feet had been numb. for So, hit the Portland end of 84. By the time I hit Troutdale, I was pushing probably a 30, 35-mile-an-hour headwind all the way down to the Bonneville Dam. (laughs) And it was crazy. Like, I passed the Bonneville Dam, and it was like somebody shut the switch off. The wind just died. Um, And the temperature went from 40 degrees to forty degrees to thirty degrees as soon as the wind died. Um so the feet were numb by the time I got down there, you know and what was should have been a ten minute stop turned into like a thirty plus trying to get feeling back in my feet. And um the uh backtracked and was questioning what I was doing. Got back out to Portland um on the return run. And um the uh Iowa Hog rider, no problem man. Like I said, it was my pleasure. Um the um Got into Portland, and it started to rain. I was supposed to run down to um, uh, just past Drain there before you go head over to Grant's Pass. Anyways, <clears throat> um, oh, Roseburg. I was supposed to run down to Roseburg. But it's already raining in Portland. I'm doing the math in my head. I'm getting ready to backtrack, and it's going to be well a lot closer to midnight, a cl- lot closer to freezing. It's not going to worry about ice coming back through Portland and uh i'm already my feet are already numb the heated gears doing a shot for the most part keeping my core going but um turned the bike back north towards the house man and uh almost pulled the plug um if you guys have been following any of the adventure on uh, on instagram i was i was posting on that night that i was debating if i was going to finish the ride or not i actually came back to the house and spent about three hours here at the house um thawing out trying to figure out a route to put together that would be uh give me the miles i needed and you know be safe obviously because that's that's a big part of doing these miles is um the uh you know it's we all want to do it. we all want to crush miles and ride and we love riding but we gotta be safe right
0: <laughs> that's a good point of it and also i mean going you get in the pouring rain riding into these interstates i mean it's not just the cold and the rain, and then also you got the visibility aspect from yep. the rain, the wash. I mean, I, I had one of those heading to, down to Boise. Weather man says, hey, not going to rain. It's going to be dry all day long. <laughs> I hit the longhouse down at the casino outside of Squim, and it rained the whole way to Portland until I hung a left down there in 84. And then all of a sudden the rain quit, and then it got hot. It's like time to take the coat off and you know trade coats. Luckily... Amy, the kids were falling in the truck, so it's kind of changed some gear, tried to dry some out, and went from freezing cold to hot as could be.
1: Yeah, I think that's, uh, for for anybody that's uh, hanging out that's an aspiring long-distance rider wants to chase these 1,000-mile days or longer, you know, like a 48 and 10, like a Whitmeza Mesa or uh, the 50cc or any of those other, you know, any of those other monsters, um, That's remembering to look at weather throughout your route, not just where you're leaving from. Because if I just jumped on the bike from here and left, I'd have been riding in snow-covered mountain passes multiple times if I wouldn't have looked at the weather at various points along the route, knowing what your route was. Like, I think you become a bit of a weatherman when you're starting to cross three and four and five states in a day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or you got to also make sure, you know, not pull a a go-home Ken, better known as Ken Andrews, who is a legendary (laughs) long-distance rider. When he did the 48 and 10, he had it, I think it was nine days. Pulled into his house in Arkansas, starts getting all of his receipts and realizes that he hit Florida, but stopped, but didn't stop in Florida. He stopped just on the other side of the border in Alabama. Oh man. So he had the uh, 47 and nine. So he literally packed up all of his shit, got back on the bike. and went and did it again. It's like, Holy crap.
1: If only that'd be cool. (laughs) Maybe down the road I can do back to back 48 and 10s. But, um, the, uh, so I sat at the house, it was like three hours, ate some food, you know, got out of the riding gear so I could get the core temperatures up, get the feet going and everything. And uh, believe it or not, that night, uh, the weather was warmer up at Blaine at the border crossing. It was 10 degrees warmer at midnight in Blaine than it was at noon in the Columbia Gorge. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we strapped up and we boogied up I-5 and uh, sprinted up to the Canadian border, uh, got my picture up there with Sasquatch and pulled my fuel receipt. And then we backtracked down and had to pass the house just a little bit and then loop back up, but we snuck it in. We, uh, we ended up getting it in by the end of the day. So, um, the, um, so we got it. It was, uh, that was one of those nights of embracing the suck and, um, like figuring it out. Right. Cause sometimes that's what it is. is if I had just, if I have just stopped where I was at, me and my mindset in Portland, like that'd have been it. I'd have pulled the plug there. I'd have come home with like a 600 mile day and been mad at myself for tapping out on 600 miles and only be at 19 right now. And, um, and I think that's, was some of the appeal for the ride one Day for doing, doing a thousand miles, uh, 22 times. Um, I think I mentioned it when, uh, uh, Ramble asked me for a post about number 11 when I was halfway through Ramble asked me to write something up and, um, I did that one on the air force's birthday. So I wrote that, I wrote my 11th one K uh, for the air force's birthday, as a matter of fact. But um, one of the things I, I talked about in that post is I think a K in a day is a good analogy for what not only myself, but a lot of the, a lot of the guys go through coming back. You know, we get home from, we get home from it and it's, it can be dark and it can be, you're like, this is an insurmountable task. Like I'm not, there's no way through this. How am I going to do this? And you know, anybody who's done a K in a day, at various points, I think we've all had that headspace of what am I doing? Especially on your first one. Um,
0: I've yeah, done about that way. halfway mark, five eighths of the way through that five to six hundred. You start second guessing, like, what am I
1: thinking? Dude, I've done twenty of them this year, and I'll tell you what: the four to six hundred mile mark still, still that four hundred to six hundred range that message, that voice still pops up in my head. Even when I know I'm on a good pace, I'm tracking well, you're at like 425, 450 miles and you're like, oh my God, I'm not even halfway yet. I'm, What am I doing out here? Why am I doing this? And then you hit about 550 and you're like, oh, I'm just over halfway. I still got so far to go. And for some reason, once I pass six and I start seeing six creeping towards seven, that voice kind of dies off. But it's again, it's a good example of a, just give up like you can't get through it. that You're not going to get through and you're you feel like you're alone out there on the road. But, you know, you, when you really break it down, like I got family that's supporting me. I've got, you know, friends that are cheering me on for the ride. I've got, you know, the dealership that helped me stay on the road. I've got, you know, um, the awesome guys over at Lab over in Yakima. They helped me out with some stuff the help me with some visibility. Uh, no, I got those guys in my corner. Like I know, yeah, I'm out there crushing the miles by myself, but there's a whole support team that really got me, gets you through those miles. Right? So you're not really doing it alone. You're physically doing it alone, but you're not really doing it alone. And then the sun comes up and it, you know, depending on what time you left, the sun comes up and it's absolutely beautiful out. And the, um, you know, and you get to that thousand mile mark, you pull into the gas station, like, "Hey, man, I did it!" Um, and that's why I think it fits really well, kind of with the Mission Twenty Two message of, "Like, you can, you can get through it." You trip as a zone, or do you catch yourself comparing? Um, there's a few that, to uh, to sidetrack real quick for wrench bender there. Um, there's a few that, um, they just kind of blur together because coming out of the house here and trying to be back every night, there was three to five routes that really I had dialed in. I knew where all the fuel stops were and I could execute them within about 30 minutes of each. Like when I looked back on them, I was hitting them within about 30 minutes. I think I ran the Boise run like three or four times specifically down to Boise. And I ran all of them within about a 30 minute window of each other. Uh, So when they're boring and uneventful, yeah, they get a little looped in, but uh, I've got a pretty good, I was actually, my girlfriend uh, suggested that, I jotted down some some thoughts and notes from, from the year from the rides um, to kind of collect stuff together and some of the high points and things that stand out. But um which it was good I did because there was as I thought back, I was like, Man, that seems so long ago and I'm like, wait, that was September.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or you know, you, you go back to where you're talking about, you know, that that four to six hundred mile mark. You know, when we did did the one K for mile monsters.
1: Yeah, we did Monsters. And we ran mile.
0: into the horrible road conditions in north cascades what were we like three 300 plus miles in and that was 11 o'clock we started at five in the morning yeah
1: we started like, doing uh, the math we had like a 27 mile an hour average or something in the first like 400 miles of the day 300 miles of the day yeah yeah and you start to have that can we really get this done
0: <laughs> yeah then it's like you know like we kind of had to do you could, you know throw in that audible hey we're gonna we're gonna trade this pass for this one we can make time we'll go this way and yeah. you know sometimes you got to do that but yeah i mean it, that was the same thing it's Like, man we you got to make it happen and you you overcome and you do overcome sure. adversity i don't know what you want to call it but yeah
1: it's it's adversity man adversity comes in many forms and that's absolutely one of them um the rules are there to make it challenging so you know the um it's not a thousand miles in 25 hours it's not a thousand miles in 36 hours it's a thousand miles in 24 hours right you know it's a k in a day <laughs> yep. not a k you in know, a day. you know the, the funny
0: thing is, like you know you're shooting for that record i just found a separate record that you have that I bet you don't even know.
1: Probably not. I know. I didn't know I was going to have these ones, so I was like a quarter of the way through my rides. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so we had uh, December 16th, 2020. Okay. The 16th episode on the V-Twin Life, Michael. Yeah. Then we had October 27th, 21.
1: I know mile I was. post 40. Calendar.
0: And now we got mile post 85, 12, 11, 22. Every oh. year.
1: I knew I was the first repeat offender. That one I knew. <laughs> yeah, and,
0: and now you know. Now you're a 3 Pete.
1: That's awesome, man. We got a little tradition going. We we'll have to keep it up.
0: It means Heck I got to yeah. keep doing
1: some epic shit, huh? That's right. To steal, to steal, right? To steal a uh, right tagline. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, and you I, know, we I still got to share it. Get...
1: I'm a mile monster, right? I got the that's right. It says I'm a mile monster. Yeah, hell yeah. I got a roster number. It's mine too. Do epic shit that's right At, it's right there
0: <laughs> yeah mine, mine's over there in the house <laughs> but no and that, that's the other thing you know we, we're gonna have to try to get together soon I, I got some cool ideas and you know like i said you know I mean, you and i get together and you know let's plan and out you and i've
1: been we're already talking about 23 you and i've been throwing stuff back and forth so
0: oh yeah and that's i got weird. some cool ideas and I, I remembered a another outtake from mile monster so i thought you know i got a nice little uh Curveball, I might throw in there, but we can talk about that yeah. off there. Cause gotta I, keep I, that's I'm not going to out. The time. <laughs> that's right. Um,
1: but no, man, it's a, uh, like you said, it's definitely adversity. Um, there was a, uh, I don't even remember which number it was. So we keep talking about the record. I don't know how many people actually know what the record is. So let me just recap it real quick. So override one can a day ramble in his awesome organization. The previous record for ride 1k in a day in a calendar year was 15. I'm currently at 20, chasing 22. Hopefully I get two more and I got two weeks. But we're currently at 20 for the year, so we blew the year total out of the water by about 30%. Um the overall total at ride 1k in a day all time total at ride 1k in a day was 19. Well, it was 18 when I started. Well, it's Rancho, something I forget his name. Rancho
0: Craigam- Craigamonga? Yeah, it's
1: Re- Rancho Craigamonga, I think is what it is. I think so. Um, when I hit eighteen, he popped up with number nineteen, um, which should have kept, which put us neck and neck at nineteen. I currently, as of us being on the air, I currently hold the overall solo at twenty. It sounds like uh, Rancho might have knocked down a twentieth. Um, but I don't know if it's been in and certified or not. Rambles, you know, doing that thing, and he's going to let me know. But at the moment, um, as of the time coming on the air, I currently own the overall and the one-year total uh, ride records for Ride One Canada Day. So that's the record we keep referencing um, <laughs> for anybody who wasn't tracking what was up. Uh, Robin, I would love to come ride in Australia. I mean, that would be cool as to hell. Do it on, I would love to do it on a Pan Am. I don't think I'd want to do a, you know, I don't know that Bell would be we fun too ride. <laughs> no, I mean,
0: Australia would be super cool
1: right I think Belle and Scarlet wouldn't mind a reunion though that'd be kind of cool you know because Belle and Scarlet met each other when I was out on the 22 park ride last year so
0: yeah I remember that I remember the oh, no, video you guys didn't.
1: did we didn't meet Scarlett that was Bob sorry Robin that was Bob we were on she was on her fat boy that day
0: yeah I remember <laughs> the video you guys got down on the beach
1: we did. We hung uh, we yeah. out down there by UCSB, and uh, Robin was awesome. And let me uh, let me talk about what's going on in the veteran community out there. So she's got some ties to it as well. But if you're not following Robin, go check her channel out. She's got good
0: That's stuff. That's right. She's Follow always Robin. got stuff going on. She's got a great channel and a great ambassador for the motorcycle community as well.
1: I see the Garage Life's in here, too. There's another dude to go check out. I see probably the Bikers in here. A lot of good channels in there riding the Kings. And yes, I was riding on Bob that day. (laughs) I got (laughs) TBI, but some things I remember.
0: (laughs) Now that was quite the trip you did last year. Your, your Mish 22, your 22 parts. That
1: trip. So like I said, when we talked about it last time, I never thought I'd get to do that trip again. Um, A little backstory for, for people new to the audience that might not have caught the other episodes. Um, Six years ago now, um, I did 22 national parks in 30 days. Um, my work was awesome enough to give me a month off of work. Um, rode 22 national parks, raised a bunch of money for veterans' uh, suicide prevention programs. And uh, like I've been doing, I just highlight how being in the parks and being out in nature and being on the bike just kind of helped. I documented the whole trip. Um, I thought that was it. I thought that was the one and done. I was like, that was a bucket list ride. I've never, like, maybe when I'm my parents' age, you know. Once you keep I'm called, talking,
0: I got to get some wood in the fire.
1: Yeah, you good, man. Maybe, uh, you know, when the, the Social Security kicks in, maybe I'll get to go do 22 different parts or do the same ride again at some point. Um, five years later, the opportunity presented itself. I was in a position um, to do it a second time. And I uh, work once again, stepped up, and was like, yeah, yeah. we're You we were just going out on vacation. Like, we'd probably tell you to kick rocks, but since you're doing it for, for what you're doing it for, they were cool enough to give me a month off. So uh, for the second time in five years, I did 22 national parks. It was about 7,300 miles in three and a half weeks. We did um, last summer, which was cool. And then uh, this year we're doing the, you know, chasing the 22 ride one K in a day. So the, um, the park ride last year was pretty, pretty epic too there was some questions on that ride because uh there was historic flooding in zion national park anybody who keeps up with the national parks uh services kind of knows what happened there um their whole like the visitor center all the and one of the campgrounds got wiped out by mudslides and that was the whole thing wasn't sure if i was gonna make it into the park and we were gonna end up at 21 or if i was gonna have to figure out some way to call an audible to get a 20 second park in there but, I think you guys would have understood if I only did 21 that year. The park was up buried in mud while I was out on the trip. But, um, so that ride was cool. And then, uh, I really, initially I planned on taking this year off. I just kind of wanted to do, uh, I was doing tour of honor, figured I'd do, um, the tour of honor, uh, iron butt, which I never did by the way. <laughs> um, and then I was going to do miles of monsters over mountains with you. And that was kind of, you kind of it. um, that was kind of all I originally had on the calendar for 2022. Um, i last January, I'd kind of flirted with the idea of doing the 22 and 22 iron butts in a, or ride one caves, whatever you want to say. Um, I'd flirted with the idea and I was just like, and I just went hard last year. Like should, should take it easy. Maybe do some local stuff, do some, do some pop-up stuff here at the, you know, some of the dealerships and some of the events here in the region and you know, park the bike a little bit and talk a little more. And then um, May timeframe, I think it was May, early May, um, a fellow Mission 22 ambassador out on the East Coast, um, she, so last year while I was out on my parks ride, last summer, she did 22 triathlons. Jesus. So my K in a day, I feel like a chump, all right? <laughs> Everybody's like, 22 K in a day is insane. Yo, 22 triathlons in 12 months.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. like two a month average almost. That's like Holy a whole other arena, God. right?
1: It's a different skill set, don't get me wrong. You know,
0: oh, 100%. Different. I mean, that's, even to do one of them, I mean, if a guy, I mean, even have that on your bucklist list, an individual does one triathlon in their life, that yep. is flat impressive. Mm-hmm.
1: And she carried a name on every one of them. So, fast forward to 2022, she was doing these things called century rides. Um, she had jumped on her road bike on her triathlon bike and she was doing a hundred miles in a day and she was going to do 22 of them this year. And, uh, we were kind of going back and forth in the, uh, in the ambassador chat, um, talking about, I told her, I was like, for each hundred mile, for each century ride you do, I'll go do a K in a day. Cause I figured that was a good ratio, right? If she's going to pedal a hundred, I should ride a thousand. Cause riding a hundred, it's like, dude, I ride a hundred before I get off the bike for the first stop when I leave the house. Like that's, that's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) So for equally challenging it, it originally started out with, she does a hundred, I'll do a thousand. And, uh, she jumped out on me. She was like four or five rides in when I committed to it. (laughs) So I started behind the eight ball. Um,
0: no, that's pretty freaking cool though.
1: And that's really kind of what got the ball moving on chasing 22 of them this year. Um, so yeah, it wasn't, which it's just got a good motivator when I say it out loud that I hadn't planned it. <laughs> like it well, wasn't that, we know, built into the schedule.
0: <laughs> it's a good motivator, you know, it's something to, to feel your fire and all right, you know, it's us like, Hey, let's go, let's do this. and
1: Yeah. Some accountability for each other, right? Like, Oh, they did yeah. one. Cool. Now I can go do one. Oh, I, she's three up on me. I got to go do a couple and catch up. Um, which was cool. Um, and the other part, the other kind of motivator, at least to get the first one under my belt. Um, and you and I had talked about this a little bit, you know, like you said, we've been friends for a couple of years now. We were talking, I got shut out four times last year. I think I got shut out of K in a days. I think Wit and I were talking about that as, as well. Um, like four, di- I made like four different attempts last year at ride one case to just show you, you know, to just, the other side of the coin of how much luck is kind of involved and how much all of it has to come together and to make these happen. Um, my first one, my, I, I started in early March last year and my first one, my heated gear crapped out on me in March and everybody's like, Oh, heated gear. You wuss bro. When it's 38 degrees out and you're doing 60, 70, 75, 80 miles an hour, it's, it's cold. Yeah, it's ten <laughs> degrees out with wind chill, bro. Like, you hate on me all you want. <laughs> there's a there's a yeah. there's a very wide line between hardcore and stupid.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: And I've lived on both sides of it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I'm a saint. I've lived on both sides of that line. <laughs> but um, so he gear he, heated gear crapped out on that one, um, and had to go to the house because when you can't feel your fingers, it's kind of hard to work your uh, work your bars. Um, second one I got like sixty miles into it and the rain was so bad it had soaked through three layers of my of my gear already. Like I was already wet to the skin after three layers. <laughs> um uh, sorry, I'm reading Springer Mike's comment. Damn, oh yeah, memory. I'm
0: just making a note.
1: Yeah, Nick and I lived in the Pac Northwest for thirty years. How in the hell did you get morning so far in twenty twenty two? A lot of people don't understand Pac northwest weather. Yeah, um, I think Denver, I think you and I have joked about it. I know uh, me and Brad over at Crash have joked about it, that there's waterproof. Like, companies will call their stuff waterproof. Oh, yeah. Like, you bring it out here to the PAC Northwest, and we'll find out if it's waterproof. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we'll we'll tell you if your gear (laughs) is waterproof.
0: Yeah, there's water resistant, and then there's waterproof. Two different things.
1: And then there's real waterproof. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, the second attempt, I made it from uh so springer mike you probably know the geography um actually it's on camera i made it from there just out of frame to about there i made it about here we can do this there you go i made it from here to there and my gear was soaked through as all the farther i made it It was like 70 miles, and I had soaked through three layers of gear and was wet to my skin. Um, So with like 950 miles to go, yeah, that day we weren't doing it. Um, Third attempt, I made it as far as the Dalles, and the, the wind in the Columbia River Gorge scenic area is epic. It is next level. It's historic. Anybody who's been down there knows. Anybody who lives in the region knows. Now Keep in mind, I'm riding a... Yeah, that was the same bike. So I'm riding a 2020 Road King Special. So I've got the 114. Uh, It was straight stock at that point, so it wasn't stage one or anything. I've only got stage one on it anyway, so it's not like it's a huge performance gain. I'm riding a 2020 Road King Special with a 114. And the wind coming down the gorge that day was blowing so hard in my face that Bell was struggling to do the speed limit. If I would close the throttle, I would lose 15 miles an hour as soon as I close the throttle.
0: I've had one of those days on my road glide. I couldn't break the speed limit. Same thing. You let roll off that throttle and it's like you're slamming on the brakes. Yep. So,
1: you know, and then add in the 45 degrees and the gears on high and it's barely can tell it's working. Um, And I had another 100 plus miles of that. So just out of, you know. I'm like, yeah, it's probably in the day. I think mother Nature's telling me not to go. Yeah. And, uh, wrench bender, Nick, you're right. The wind beats the crap out of you when it hands in the shower, dripping for two days, <laughs> it's not waterproof. <laughs> you're right, man. When it's hanging, I, I leave stuff hanging in the garage. Actually, uh, the helmet's sitting right down here. I got the liner out of it because, uh, it was sitting on the shelf in the garage and it hasn't been warm enough to dry the liner out. So I got everything in here drying out. But, um, so that was number three. Number four is the one that hurts my soul to this day. My girlfriend is even mad for me, and anybody who rides who's done a K in a day will probably feel this pain when I tell you guys what happened. Denver, you already know this story. <laughs> I was out on my Tour of Honor Iron Butt, uh, running the Tour of Honor Iron Butt Extreme. Um, I was coming in for my fourth point into Issaquah. It was like eleven thirty at night. 878 miles into my iron butt i was on track for about a 15 and a half hour finish came down the off-ramp in the rain and the dark in issaquah and hit a pothole i didn't see and i flat spotted and cracked my rim radially ride over 878 miles ride was over the bike spent the next six weeks on the lift waiting for rim i almost had to cancel my park ride because of that rim if you guys were around last summer You followed that whole drama, and I am still very grateful, and I will uphold my deal that uh, I will never name 15 years construction up and down. I five in the winter. Understand your pain. Yeah, you probably, you definitely get it. Um, I had an amazing person step up and cover um, some costs to get the bike back on the road while I had a loaner rim, and uh, that person shall remain anonymous per our agreement even from a year and a half ago but, uh, eternally grateful for that person for stepping up and helping out and keeping the park ride on track. So, uh, if you look at the park ride pictures on the Instagram and the Facebook and over on to us to survive.com. Bill did that whole thing on a donor rim. The front rim doesn't match. And that's why, because my stock rim was ordered till October. (laughs) Um, so that was shout out number four. And at that point I decided it probably wasn't the year to be trying a one K in a day. So we just focused on the park ride and, um, having a good fall and enjoying some some leisurely rides and not watching the clock for the rest of the year last year.
0: Well, so. then you had that one ride. What, did you get some torrential downpour up uh, where's that, Montana? Fourth <laughs> oh. July Pass, when the pass will look like a river? So, um,
1: I don't know how many people watch the national news this summer. Um, <laughs> if you're watching a live podcast about motorcycling. You're probably aware of Beartooth Pass and Yellowstone National Park and the um, 100 year storm that absolutely destroyed the roads and closed Beartooth and wiped out parts of Yellowstone. Um, your boy was out on a 1K in a day that day and, um, got east of Spokane, was coming out of CDA heading Fourth of July in Independence and ran into the rain and, um, didn't realize it until the next day after I got done with the ride that, um, I had rode into the back of that storm. <laughs> I actually rode into the back of the storm that destroyed Yellowstone. Um, Gore-Tex boots. Like, I've uh, been I've been rocking Icon Stormhawks all year this year until the last couple of weeks. Um, great boots. I absolutely love them. They're great off the bike. They're great for walking around. Um, the, uh, you yeah. <clears throat> know, not sponsored by any of these people, by the way. So, yeah this is all free promotion for them to be talking about their gear, (coughs) but they're, um,
0: but you know, if the product works and you know, a lot of us, I mean, Hey, I got no problems. Yeah. The,
1: uh, I've been more than happy with those boots. They've done everything I needed them to, um, that day. Yeah. Even Gore-Tex has, has its life when it comes to water. I mean, I knew that from the military that you reach a point where even Gore-Tex isn't waterproof anymore, but, um, was absolutely soaked through like my feet were soaked like they were squishy when i walked <laughs> even even geared up and had my soft and no i didn't have my soft lowers i didn't have my rain gaiters um i was not ready for that one when i ran into the back of it i was like whatever it's rain like my boots have done fine and all the other rain i've ridden in yeah i didn't realize i rode into the storm of a century that was going to destroy the yellowstone caldera um so we backtracked <laughs> into spokane stopped off at lone wolf and uh wandered in there and they're like what's up you out on another one i was like oh yeah i was like i was just uh told my story up in fourth of july and independence and they're like you do realize that storm caused flash flooding around here like the last 48 hours right like there's still rivers around here above flood stage i was like no didn't have a clue (laughs) (laughs) it's like i was just going to missoula i didn't think it'd be that bad
0: (laughs) i wasn't watching mainstream media in the news right
1: i was was, i'm checking noah and i'm watching the regional radars and stuff but i didn't you know didn't catch the flood advisories on that one. And I figured, you know, like, it's moving east. Like, it'll be out of the way before I get there. Nope, caught that one. Um, ended up having to buy some uh, Harley-branded socks to get some dry socks on for the night. And uh, so my feet weren't cold all night. Because after it's been 90-plus all day, uh, 50, 50, 55 at night is cold. You know, your fifty, yeah. your, your temperature is half of what it was. So, like, cold, wet feet was not going to be an option as after the sun went down. But uh, called the Audible, backtracked to Ritzville, boogied down through Tri-Cities, hit the Gorge, um, and then back around that way and made the miles up that I couldn't make running out to Missoula. But, yeah, that was a, that was a fun day. That was one I just kind of, in the moment, you're like, oh, dude, it's really raining. And then you watch the news the <laughs> next day when you wake up and you're like, Oh, it was really raining, like, <laughs> like historic raining.
0: God, so uh, at Ritzville 395, you hit that a few times last year, or oh, this dude. year.
1: So many times. <laughs> um, I'm surprised the crew at the Loves in Ritzville doesn't know who I am. Them them, and uh, the Loves crew in Boardman, probably the two Loves that I visited the most this year. You
0: no, know, then it's like, you, you know, you talk about the guys at Lab. I, you know, you got to give a shout-out for Bug Cleaner Herb bug jesus um, bug slide, bug slide. yes that yes, is sir. the shit
1: that's one of the things they hooked me up with i got a, one of the big bottles of bug slide
0: uh, i keep one in my saddle bag and it's in my fucking left saddle bag is my bug slide
1: it does do some interesting things when the weather gets low i will say that um i don't know how it's amazing stuff i absolutely love it and i will never not have it again but um when you hit third low 30s um gels up know. a little bit what's that
0: gels up a little bit it's
1: not so much that it gels up it reacts rather weird on your windshield and on your visor um it's almost like it fogs out and then i had to polish it off again because you know <laughs> it puts that layer down to help yeah clean up again the next time um yep. yeah i rode through a cold I, I just encountered it down on the redwoods uh, Highway. Uh, last weekend or weekend before last weekend um yeah came around into another the weather changed running the coast there and uh yeah just whack visor was fogged over i couldn't see anything i had to flip it open
0: yeah next that it reacts to frost
1: yeah i just saw that and uh springer Mike's right soft lowers are a must if you don't if you don't run the hard ones how could it be flooding you soaked it all up <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you're right hypothermia can start in the in the low to mid 40s so um, you know, being mindful of all that and take care of myself, making sure I'm safe riding so I don't have an off because my brain's not working right. Um Rainx does good stuff too. The bug slide does great work. Um, like I said, I didn't run into anything with that till I was flirting with freezing um last weekend. And there were a few spots where like, you know, and uh, Veterans Day I ran into a little bit. But um yeah, other than that, man, bug Slide's amazing. He takes that stuff off great. Uh, doesn't streak. So,
0: that and actually, I have a uh, is it Lucas Speed Cleaner, which I really like. I keep yeah. both those in my saddlebag. Yeah, and it's, it's a great product. Plus, you know, stuff. half dozen, you know, Terry cloths, and got a big bag here in the shop and change them out. But, yep.
1: Yeah. Never thought I'd be those. that
0: guy that would pack cleaner, but you know what? I do.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. It was, it, especially when you're knocking out big miles. Like, You know you gotta get you almost have to i i uh, there's i joke all the time like oh gotta stop and you know get ready for night operations you stop and clean off clean all the bugs off the off the headlight and off all the lights and clean the visor and clean the windshield and change the mesh gloves out for the leather gloves and maybe put the liner back in the coat and (laughs) take the dark visor off with clear visor on whatever it is you
0: know well i mean i've i've had a few guys you know give me shit but it's like I got like four or five pairs of gloves in my oh, yeah. tour pack. I got yeah. my half fingers. I got really lightweight ones. I got like middleweight. I mean, I, all the way up to, you know, usually in the summertime, I will take my really heavy winter ones out. I won't keep yeah. those, but I'll usually, still pack four or five pairs of gloves just because.
1: I usually I usually have two to three and that it moves up and down the spectrum as the season yep. goes on. Like
0: yeah, so Once I, I hit
1: a certain point where I'm like, I know I'm not going to wear my mesh ones anymore. Those just stay home. You know, and then it's just my leathers and then my gauntlets and then my heated gauntlets. And then, you know, we shift down the other way and go gauntlets and leathers and mesh. And then eventually, yeah. it's
0: just... I haven't gone to the heated yet. I mean, you know, fucking Betty's plugged for it, you know, for the heated yeah. gear. But I haven't I haven't gone down that turnpike yet. and taken that <laughs> corner.
1: It's kind of like a rider backrest or highway pegs, man, and cruise control. You don't actually need any of those things. But once you have them.
0: Oh, you're never gonna want to not have them. <laughs> I remember t- well when I uh, took the Indian Challenger out on a test ride.
1: Yeah,
0: and then it's like I go to put my feet. I'm like, "Fuck! There's no highway pegs, no crash bars. This is stupid." Instantly, didn't like it. <laughs> you did? I mean, you get used to those comforts that you have. Like I said, you know, we all outfit our bikes to fit us, and it's those little things that you realize they make a big difference. Whether you're oh, yeah. riding ten miles, fifteen, a thousand there's little things that we all do on our bike to outfit us to what we like for our creature comforts. And all of a sudden when you hop on something and you don't have it, it's like, uh, what the fuck?
1: I will hog man. I'm 41 and it's all about the comfort. All right. I mean, there were some hard miles in my twenties and thirties though. So maybe my body thinks it's 50 over 50,
0: but I was that much older than you. God damn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I turned 41 in July. Um,
0: fuck. I'll be 45 in March.
1: Yeah. The, um, the same age as my sister. The um, um, I saw a thing somewhere. I think it was when I was in Iraq. I saw a thing. People don't understand something. Though. I'm passing the Pac Northwest, and so maybe somewhere up at the top, temperature dropped. Temperature. That's
0: very true. I was down in Clackamas at a baseball tournament. I rode down there to watch my son play baseball, and figured this was three, four years ago. I'd never been up to Mount Hood. I figured, you know, hey, cool. I got on Google. Hey, Timberline Lodge. I'm going to go check it out. Mm-hmm. I think I was in. Was At Madras, stopped to get fuel, and I just, you know, t shirt my vest on. The guy's like, Hey, where are you heading? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go up Timberline. He's like, You got a coat? I'm like, No, dude, it's like 105. He's like, <laughs> Not up there. I'm like, we okay. talked about it's beautiful, and it's just one of those things. And I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. I got a sweatshirt. Shit, I got up there, it was like 40. People were still snow skiing. And This was July. Yeah, I was like, Holy crap. Yeah, got me a couple um, quick pictures. It's like, Get the back, the hell back down <laughs> the mountain to where it's warm.
1: The um, um, I think it was three years ago, me and the girlfriend were out. So her birthday is Memorial Day weekend. So we always plan a four-day weekend on the bike kind of before or after, right? Like I hate being out on the road holiday weekend. So we usually go the weekend before or weekend after. But right around Memorial Day, um, same thing, man. It was like 70 and sunny on this side of the mountains. Uh, we're coming back over from Yakima, and we expected some rain in Packwood. Dude, well, it got snowed on it up on top of Chinook <laughs> from uh, from the last gate at the top of Chinook all the way around to the uh, the T-intersection there for 410 to come down Cayuse. It was snow. Uh, passing, the, passing the lake there, I was riding in probably three inches in a tire track of the car in front of me. Just had the four ways on. We're just putting along. Windshield is completely covered in snow. There's probably an inch of snow on the bike by the time I got down. There were dudes that were still walking up uh, the incline next to the lake there. They were backpacking up and skiing down, doing some lake country, just looking at it, just shaking their head. I'm like, bro, like two miles that way, it's rain. And yeah. like two miles that way, it's rain. But there's like a five-mile stretch right here where there was like two inches of snow on the road.
0: <laughs> <coughs> Amy. Yeah, Amy hates Chinook Chinook. Pass. Oh, see, Amy doesn't like heights. Oh. Uh, you know that little drop-off yeah. there? Like <laughs> I get I going the from east to west? Yeah, yeah. not yeah. a fan at all.
1: Uh, leave Amy home when you do go to the Sun Road.
0: She's done that, though. How I'm does she sure hate you and
1: she's done going to the Sun Road?
0: I think she did in a car when she was younger with her family. They had like, uh, family over there. Her uh, family was over in Great Falls, Conrad area in Montana, oh. so she used to go that way a lot.
1: Okay. Because, yeah, that's literally... Like, there's some stretches there where you're mountain goating along those mountains.
0: A 99, a right? blizzard on.
1: We're Pass in
0: Fourth of July. Where's that one at? Uh, that's Eastern Washington.
1: I've probably been through it, and don't even know it. Where is it? Yeah,
0: I you have. I think it's kind of one of those passes where it's like you really don't know you're going over a
1: pass. Is it kept with an ancient guardrail?
0: <laughs> yeah, third week of July know. is usually a
1: good week to plan, but out here the wildfire season's usually rocking and rolling by then. The only reason we didn't have wildfire season this year is because everything was already burned. <laughs> but um, so a couple of couple of other fun facts. I don't know if I've dropped these on you about these rides yet, Denver. Um, first one wasn't until the third week of May. Armed Forces Day was the first one of the year, and the twentieth was on. It was I nineteen was Black Friday. Twenty was Saturday. So I did twenty of them in right at about six months was what I actually did it in. Um, Damn. The other thing that makes six months sound even crazier is I was still working 50 hours a week, every week. Other than the week I was on vacation I went to Colorado.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, putting the time in both ways.
1: So that, uh <laughs> Iowa Hog Rider, come on out during the summer, man. I don't, I've, Grew up in Wisconsin. The old man used to run down to Cedar Rapids five nights a week.
0: Okay, so Mike, you know where Mount Jefferson is in Oregon? Oh, okay. So Saddam Pass is just south of Mount Jefferson on the highway. I'm just googling it.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Kind of down
0: by. Uh, we got Satum Junction. Then you're just north of South South Sister Mountain.
1: Okay. Yeah. Probably haven't been. I Mount I, I, Washington I haven't been over it yet.
0: I think we should put it on our list. We might have to check that out next year. There you
1: go. Um, I've probably ridden more Iowa than I have Oregon at this point. Or Idaho than I have Oregon at this point.
0: But <laughs> I want to check some stuff out in Oregon, so we're going to have to.
1: Oh, I got a laundry list, dude. I got a whole, I got a whole list in the phone. I don't know if oh, I ever can call it it. But,
0: but <laughs> if I write it down in my little book that I have here, the Black Book V-Twin Life, I won't forget to uh, check it out. Oh, I'm really, uh, oh hey, that's good, And then I totally
1: space it and oh God, Brad found another cheese it. Uh, I grew up just outside Racine in southeast Wisconsin, in a little town called Franksville, and then uh, I lived up in Ashland for a few years as well. Uh, I still got a lot of family in uh, West Dallas, St. Francis, South Milwaukee, Oak Creek. Uh, my parents are still out in Raymond near Union Grove. so
0: yeah, hey, what's up, Satan's child?
1: Yeah, so. Yeah, Southeast Wisconsin's where where I really grew up.
0: <laughs> so So what's kind of on the agenda for next year? Do you have anything I mean besides of course you're gonna with me for Monsters Over because well, yeah. I I can't do it without you, but you know.
1: Right. Um flirting with the idea, um looking at I mean, I'm flirting with it. We're I've got enough interest in it, I'm going ahead with it, I think um we're gonna make a run on the group ride record for ride one Canada day um try and take that title as well so cuba city okay southwest side Doesn't a lot of good camping over in that area beautiful part of the state um so probably june time frame looking at making a group run um try and take the group ride record Uh, Cool part is that some of the guys that currently hold the group ride record, I mean, we both know them. Uh, Brad's one of them. You know, Connor, those guys. Um, Those guys potentially are joining in. We haven't finalized the list of who's all going, but... I know, see,
0: June 17th, I got my monster 100-day. Colin is the 18th. He's riding Sunday after my day.
1: Yeah. So we're looking right around there. We'll figure it out. Um, Just because I don't want to steal the... Steal the noise from what you guys are doing for for the Monster One Hundred. Um, and because we probably putting the group ride together to do some stuff with mission twenty two, trying to get a couple of dealerships involved with that and some parties like at the turnaround point and stuff. So um so I haven't really nailed the date down yet. I was waiting for you guys to kind of finalize in on the monster one hundred and we'll see where we can fit it in. So tentatively June we're looking at it, may get pushed into July. Uh July time frame, um Pretty much everybody here knows the 120th birthday for Harley is happening. Um, the cool part is, is the homecoming is the weekend of my birthday, and my sister lives about 10 minutes from the museum. Like we can pretty much walk to the museum from her house. So uh, be cruising out, um, meeting my buddy in the Sturgis area. We'll kick around there for a couple of days. You know, do Iron Mountain, all that fun stuff. Do all the do all the Sturgis riding without the Sturgis rally, and then uh, the two of us will cruise back over to Milwaukee party for the 120th and and my birthday and harley's birthday and then we'll turn around and ride home hey hey what's up brother good to see you um so dude that just popped up that's my brother right there he was my gunner in iraq and he was my wingman in afghanistan so that
0: is awesome hey curtis hey thank you for your service also
1: so that's a that's a good dude right there Um, actually Iowa
0: hog i will be in sturges this year more details to come on that
1: um, I won't be at the rally, the Sturgis rally, but I will be at the Milwaukee, I'll be at the 120th for Milwaukee in Milwaukee. So, um, but yeah, if, if Curtis were to text me right now and say he needed me in Texas, I'd shut this live feed off and leave. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And as Springer Mike put it, you know, you have to, you know, mark your calendar, Mike, cause, uh, wrench, Bender, Nick, and Springer Mike, they'll be up here the weekend, June 24th, 25th. They'll be kicking up here at the house. Okay. You take them around the peninsula, do some barbecuing and shit.
1: Yeah, for sure. Looks like uh, Iowa Hog will be at both rallies, so he'll be able to find Denver at Sturgis and catch up with me. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll let you know which one. I will actually be, I'll be at the Wild Ass booth for a week doing Wild Ass, slinging seats and uh, meeting all you guys.
1: So, yeah, there you go. But, um, Yeah. See, this is what's great about the motorcycle community, man. Bring people together. Miss you, brother. Oh yeah, we'll make our way down here. Actually, uh, work just asked. They're looking for people to go down to Baytown. The only problem is they want us to go the week of Christmas and New Year's, so I don't know if I want to go. Hey, that's the wrong glass. What the
0: hell are you doing, Mike? What's that? That's the wrong glass. <laughs> It's
1: almost empty, and it's 14%. Yeah, I don't blame (laughs) you. I I just
0: had to give you shit where I could, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that looks like a meal in a glass. I'm not going to lie.
1: Oh, dude, this stuff is so good. Um, I'll take your word for it. So, Merry Christmas, You Feel the Animal by Fob Brewing in DuPont, Washington. Uh, Their limited bottle release for Christmas this year. It is an imperial stout, 14%. uh, Hints of chocolate and graham crackers, so it's kind of like getting drunk on fucking s'mores. (laughs)
0: <laughs> actually you know i got an early gr- christmas present from my son hayden and his girlfriend they got me the uh, brewers advent calendar for 2022 so i'm yeah. a couple days behind so uh catch up. i'll start it tomorrow and then i think christmas i'll start working backwards
1: there you go drink all 12 right. on christmas
0: <laughs> N- no no that'd be bad. Yeah, no, just one we'll just slowly work our way down maybe new year's there'll be like three left we'll do three of them
1: on new year's 242 in oregon uh, that one might be on my list.
0: I think that's the uh, Satan Pass.
1: Yeah, I think that one's on my list. So if
0: I zoom in closer, it would tell me, but no, it doesn't.
1: Is that the is that the one they refer to as like Organ's uh, Tale of the Dragon?
0: It yeah, looks yeah, like because it is pretty fucking twisty. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think two four two is the one they you sometimes they sometimes refer to as Little Tale of the Dragon or Oregon's Tale of the Dragon or whatever it is.
0: It looks pretty fucking awesome on the map, looking yeah. at
1: it. Yeah, I think that one's on my list. So, yeah, that one's in there. Um, yeah, there's a whole, there are a whole bunch of them. There are too many to lists off. The uh, Unfortunately, I mean, good and bad. I probably rode, I, I know for a fact, I rode more slab this year. Like, I rode more interstate this year than I ever probably want to ride again. Um, but... When you're chasing hey the thanks clock.
0: iowa Hawk man thanks for tuning in man and great yeah um
1: good chatting with you man we'll uh hit me up over on instagram if you can or find me here and we'll uh we'll link up for milwaukee but um you know when you're chasing the clock yeah sometimes it makes sense and then there's days like um <laughs> there was like like four of my rides that, oh, uh, Iowa
0: hog got it. He must have been on military bikers live that one time. Just keep me off oh. the DiSarono on Coronas. Yeah. Oh, them are good. That's <laughs> I just like drinking Dr Pepper, man. They're yeah. dangerously good.
1: Yeah. So when they sneak up on you, it's like those, man. They go down too easy. So, you know, you're fucked up. <laughs> no, you take
0: a shot of DiSarono and you drop in a bottle of Corona and you swear to God you're drinking Dr Pepper, dude. I'm. It's no joke. I
1: mean, you got to do something to Corona to make it drinkable.
0: Got a point. Got a point. <laughs>
1: the um so there were four rides this year i was thinking back on it and i think it's four is the number that by the 100 mile mark the route i left the house with is not the route i rode by the time the ride was over um i just got i'd be out and i'm like i'm sick of riding the interstate i want to do something different and i would literally make up the ride as i went
0: <laughs> but you know and sometimes that's half the fun of the adventure whether whether you know like say you're doing a k iron butt, you know, saddles or whatever you want to call it. Or if you're taking off on a two or three, two or three day trip, it's like, Hey, cool. I'm going to leave, you know, say you, I'm going to leave the Lacey area and, in two or three days I want to be in fucking Boulder, Colorado. Cool. There's my destination. That's where I want to be. And then just enjoy the back road, scenic roads, and just really no plan in a way, just ride that's, and enjoy the time.
1: That's how the girlfriend and I did the, uh, so we went to uh, we did Colorado, we did the Western Slope, Colorado in July, took vacation. Uh, we uh, I got a, another one, of my, another one of my brothers that uh, we were in Afghanistan together. He lives in Boise, so we knew the first night we were going to Boise because we we're going to hang out at their house. Um, so we did that. And then we knew, like, I think it was three days later we needed to be in Durango uh, to meet up with my other brother. And we were going to spend three days in Durango like riding around the area we spent one day on the train doing the Durango silverton train and then i think we had two days to ride um and before we turned turn around and come back and that's basically what we did is once we left boise it was like what do you want to do you want to do this cool let's do that road hey do you want to spend the night in moab we got an extra day like we can spend the night in moab and kick around moab for the afternoon or if we push in we can do an extra day down to mesa verde In hindsight, I probably should have done Moab and not done Mesa Verde. As beautiful as Mesa Verde was and as much as I love Mesa Verde, and it was amazing staying in the lodge at Mesa Verde and drinking coffee with the deer like on the other side of my railing for my deck was cool. It's also where I got COVID.
0: (laughs) Hey, not trying to change the subject, talking about different places. We're in the spur of the moment. Have you rode through Craters of the Moon National Monument in Idaho?
1: I have not. It was a re- we were originally going to.
0: Yes, I rode somewhere in Idaho. You didn't. You've been there a lot. I like. We it. were
1: gonna do so. <laughs> we were gonna do craters of the moon on the way back from Colorado. Because the original plan was, uh, her sister lives down um, by uh, on the New Mexico side of Four Corners, right down by Monument Valley. She's like an hour south of Durango, so we cruised down there. And the original plan was to leave her house to do a K in a day on the way back. My brother in Gillette, 109 miles from Sturgis. Let
0: us know. Cool. Yeah. Man. See, we'll Springer, Mike, and uh, his brother Wrench Bender, Nick. They met up with me and Amy and Jason Hayden when we all went over for the Hoka. Hey, they live in Gillette, and so nice. you know they met us there and came over. And oh man, it was super fun. That's why they're coming up here this summer.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I'll awesome try and stuff, I'll try man. and remember.
0: <laughs> I'll remind yeah. you when you get close to that. I yeah. can uh, I keep can shoot you some phone numbers so you can get in touch with yeah. me in that area, keep man. They can show honest. you some cool places.
1: Yeah, for sure. Keep me honest. <laughs> But um so the original plan was we we're gonna do a K in a day out of their place in New Mexico and finish up like, you know, uh I think it was Idaho Falls area was where we would have finished up. And then from there we could decide if we were gonna do Craters of the Moon or if we we're gonna go up and do Lolo and come home. I woke up that morning, felt like absolute ass. Um it didn't help it was eighty degrees in their house. I don't know why. Like I confirmed it i looked at the thermostat on the wall i'm like why is it 80 degrees in here it's fucking insane but uh was just had a really dry cough could not get the scratch out of the back of my throat and just kind of was gassed i didn't have a ton of energy um so she's like you sure you want to do this k in a day i'm like let's pull the receipts we'll see there's a lot of days where i kind of feel like crap at the beginning of the day and then uh oh for sure for sure um the um a lot of days, you know, I kind of feel like crap the first couple hours on the on the bike um, and then it just kind of gets out of my system. And I'm going to go for the day. So I was like, let's pull the receipts and we'll run. And if I start feeling better, we'll go. And if I don't feel better, we pull the plug and whatever. We're not out of anything. I throw the receipts away. Um, we made it back to Durango. And we spent like 45 minutes eating breakfast. And I was just like, "Today's not the day like I'm not feeling better. <laughs> Um, so and, we Um And that's
0: we, one thing to say, you know, I mean, because doing that, you kind of got to be in the right frame of mind. If your body is just telling you no, then yeah. don't fight yourself to make yourself do it and put yourself in what possibly could, could be a dangerous situation. I,
1: I think that was one of the things that made me successful to get to 20 was listening to the bike, listening to my my body and being honest about it, like taking that time to assess it. Like while we were sitting there eating breakfast, it was the it was assessment time. It was all right. Am I just not? Am I enjoying vacation and I want to be lazy, or do I genuinely not feel good and I can't push this one K? Um, so that you know, you got to have that assessment. It's that self talk of, "Am I just? I don't want to stare down the barrel of another thousand, or do I actually not feel good?" Um, that day, I genuinely did not feel good. We booked a hotel on, in South Salt Lake because um, that kept us on track for our return ride home, based on not doing any K in a day.s um, and then we just took our time. We had the hotel. We took the rest of the day to get there. It was only like a 400 mile day. Um, got into the hotel, walked in, dropped our stuff. I ate and I passed out. I was in, I was asleep by like eight 30. Um, woke up the next morning was feeling a lot better, but not great. Um, I had more energy, but I still had the dry cough and that whole thing. Um, really wish I would have had a moto jug. For that trip in hindsight but i didn't have it yet
0: um so you got one now or are you still looking so i so
1: what i actually did i bought the moto jug hose kit because you can buy the hose kit separate from the carrier
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um if you follow moto jug for a while they used to do like the coleman cooler used to come as part of the kit now you just get the bag and the hose kit and you have to buy your own cooler because of okay. coffee right that's how they had to control costs because the way everything's going, their thing is set up for one of those big like gallon jugs and it's really designed to kind of sit on the passenger footboard strapped to your bag guard well my road king special doesn't have bag guards that's the first thing um
0: I'm not a fan of them either just personally
1: yeah they I'm sure Frank loves his after last week,
0: but I'm sure he does. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: um, they they definitely serve a purpose, man. They do their they do their job.
0: For those who don't know, we're talking about Frank, who's better known as Watch Out. Uh, watch out for us on Instagram. He hit black ice doing an iron butt last weekend down I mean, in uh,
1: I'll catch you up on that story once we get. Yeah, the story, so yeah, know? we can get
0: to that, but yeah, he, you know, it's like he he was saying, he goes, man, you wouldn't think you'd hit black ice in 42, you know, 42 degrees, and. Mm-hmm. He ended up laying the bike down. I don't think he was at a high rate of speed at that time. And him and the bike came out pretty damn good for Given considering prices, putting yeah, your think, bike you down. Know, right. <laughs> yeah. When you can walk away and very minimal damage. Yeah. He rode it Mainly cosmetic. And... So, yeah.
1: yeah, Yep. Yeah, it worked out. Hey, um, right
0: here, Mike. I got you, buddy.
1: The um, There you go. Spring bike. Cheers, good, sir.
0: It's his fault that I'm hooked on this goddamn Jim Beam and Squirt.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, there's worse things to be hooked on.
0: This is true, and it's, it's not pretty myth. damn good. But I got to say, if you like not a, <laughs> an apple taste, the Squirt and the Captain Morgan's Apple, the okay. Apple Spice Rum and Squirt, holy shit, that's fucking good. Right on. But so is Jim Beam and Squirt. It, that's I never thought I was never a bourbon fan until. I met up with Springer Mike over in uh, Sturges, Rapid City area. When he they camped with us that weekend, and he turned me into a Jim Beam guy.
1: There
0: you go. And uh, I've never looked back.
1: So, little asterisk to this whole ride one K today coming back from Colorado thing. I didn't know I had COVID yet. I just didn't feel good, <laughs> and I thought I was just really dehydrated from it being 110 degrees, and me not getting in front of, in front of the in front of the dehydration. That's what I really thought it was. Woke up in Salt Lake. We were feel. I was feeling 50% better, which is, was good enough. And I was like, it was my birthday. I woke up that morning in Salt Lake city. It's my birthday. I'm feeling better than I did the day before. And I looked at the girlfriend and I was like, you want to do this? And she's like, do you want to do this? I was like, Oh, I'm doing it. And you're on the bike. So I guess you're doing it. Cause I'm doing it. And, uh, she was, you know, the voice of reason, she kept tabs on me. I'm glad she was with for that ride. Um, made me listen to myself a little more than I probably would have if I was solo. But um, so we start banging up 15, and uh, I knew if we ran up 15 till we hit 90. <laughs>
0: oh, you're awesome, Robin. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
1: No, you're good. She's not wrong. All right. A
0: valid In point.
1: De- In Denver's defense, Robin. It depends on the bourbon.
0: Got okay. a point. Good Very bourbon, true. you need to
1: drink meat. <laughs>
0: yes. Or on the rocks. The,
1: the flavored bourbons, the flavored whiskeys, those are designed to be mixed with stuff. So,
0: I will say that I'm just doing the, the original straight Jim Beam with some squirt, and it's fucking good.
1: There you go. Uh, I don't know how the Red Stag would mix in there, but... I don't know. Might have to find out.
0: Anyways. Yeah. Anyways back Um, to your story i didn't mean to interrupt bro
1: oh you're good we're talking about (laughs) bourbon it's all good um yeah chris the dude there you go yeah but um so 15 to 90 to 5 will take us home and it'll it'll put us at a k just before we hit the house so the gas station at the house ends up being the end fuel receipt so we're boogieing up 15 making good time we're heading 90 west and um we're coming through, we're past Ritzville, we're coming down towards Vantage. We're about 20 minutes out of Vantage. And I start getting the droopy eyes, like the lanes are getting blurry. Like sleep is hitting me, like you got to pull over and take a nap. So we pull into the Wild Horse Monument, the viewpoint there at the top of the at the top of the gorge. Right. Right above the bridge. And if anybody who's been to those viewpoints knows there's no streetlights or anything. It's literally just a slab of blacktop in the middle of nowhere on top of a cliff.
0: And <laughs> it's dark for about the next 40 fucking miles.
1: Yeah. There's nothing out there. Um, we, I completely unannounced. I didn't say anything on the headset to the girlfriend that I was having any kind of issues. Like I just knew I'm like, I need to stop. So as soon as I saw the exit, I just down the ramp and she's like, everything. Okay. I was like, I need to stop. Like I need to take a break. And she's like, okay. We pull into the very last parking spot down at the end of the sidewalk. I put the kickstand down. She gets off the bike. I looked at her. I was like, smoke two cigarettes and wake me up. And I laid down on the sidewalk and passed out. <laughs> she said I was snoring within 30 seconds. Done. <laughs> um, so she sat there. Um, she's got a cool little phone app. Helps you, like, look at the sky and stuff. Uh, yeah, wrench yeah.
0: the, the field yeah. receipt is a timestamp. At- yep. It helps Even track your time, your location. Yeah. Your first one when you start, that time stamp on your uh, gas receipt is your starting time. And then you you keep your fuel receipts, which also documents your route. So yeah. it can be you easier to follow which of way you went your fuel receipt
1: next to your odometer each time you stop for your uh, date, time, location, and what your odometer reading is. Um, so, yeah, she pulled out her little app that helps like navigate constellations and stuff and she was just having a good old time out there in the dark because it's so dark out there advantage and she's like and she finally tapped me on the foot she's like hey time to wake up and i sat up I was like cool you ready to go and she's like are you okay i'm like yeah i'm fine i just need a nap i was like how long was i out she's like i don't know like 45 minutes i was like well, we gotta fucking go get on the bike <laughs> and uh <laughs> felt right as rain i had all the energy i needed at that point Um. So we boogie down and, um, we hit, um, Clay Ellum and like I'm standing at the fuel pump with Clay Ellum. She's throwing on extra layers. Like she's, she's already got all her liners zipped into her coat. She's pulls that off. She's putting a hoodie on and zipping her coat back over it. She's putting her rain pants on to cut the wind over her riding pants. And, uh, I'm standing there fueling the bike and she's like, you're shivering. I'm like, that's good. It means I'm warming up. She's like, what? I'm like, I wasn't shivering when we pulled into the gas station. Like, we had been there probably five minutes before I started to shiver. I was like, that's a good sign. It means I'm warming up. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, I'm just cold. It sucks out here. Like, I didn't plan on running into 52 degrees or whatever it is on Ellensburg. You know? She's like, this sucks. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I looked at the odometer. I'm like, we're in Clay Ellen. We're like an hour from home. Or two, you know, hour and a half from home.
0: I mean, Ellensburg, vantage, that whole area of central Washington is nothing but a wind tunnel
1: yeah it's i don't know what's i think the gorge is worse just because it's funneled in but the wind is the same at least out there it's a steady blow (laughs) but um so she's standing there freezing i'm starting to shiver and i look at her i'm like you want to stop she's like how far do we have to go i was like like 95 miles she's like shut the hell up and get on the bike (laughs) there you go i'm like see this is why we work Most other women would have been like, I'm cold. I just go to the hotel. I don't care. She's like, shut up and finish. I don't want to do this again.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, ended up, it was great. We got over Snoqualmie. Weather was good over Snoqualmie. It was just colder than we planned on. And by the time we got down to 18 to go over Tiger, weather was great. Warmed up probably 15 degrees and we rocked and rolled back to the house. I didn't even unpack the bike, pulled in the garage, kickstand down. Walked in the house, shedded all my gear, fell down in bed, slept for like 12 hours, woke up the next morning. (laughs) Woke up the next morning, took a COVID test because I'm supposed to be at work on Monday. This is Sunday. This is like we walked in the door like two o'clock Sunday morning. I slept for like 12 hours. So it's like two or three in the afternoon on Sunday. I'm supposed to work on Monday. And I'm like, I feel like ass. I should probably find out if I have COVID. (laughs) Finally took a test. It was like, oh, look, I'm positive for COVID. So I've joked ever since that riding one K in a day really isn't that hard. You can even do it with COVID.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> That's
1: funny. But um, then you fast forward a couple of weeks and I, I had a day off of work. Um, I forgot I was off. Anyways, I did one on a Tuesday. I want, I uh, once I was committed to this thing, I was like, I'm doing one on a Tuesday. I, I decided at some point I wanted to do one on a Tuesday. Um, because you know, you're like, I joke all the time about stuff. I'm like, it's just a Tuesday, I'm like whatever. That's just Tuesday. Like, ain't nothing special. It's just Tuesday. Like, I always, and I've joked for a long time that Tuesday is the day that time forgot. Yeah, you because know, like Monday, you got Monday night football. Thursday, Friday, you got football. Saturday, Sunday, you got football. Wednesday's hump day. Everybody's getting ready for the weekend, but nobody really celebrates or even thinks about Tuesday. Like, it's just
0: second a point, Monday, right?
1: right? Tuesday is just second Monday, like. <laughs> Yeah. It's a day that everybody forgets about. So to say it's just it's just Tuesday, like it's just another thing. Um, so I I wanted to do one on a Tuesday so I could be like, okay, in a day is just a Tuesday. So I did one on a Tuesday.
0: <laughs> hey, why not? It's another day.
1: Yeah. It's just another one day. One
0: that's not claimed.
1: Yeah. K, K, K in a day is just another Tuesday. Whatever. you nothing special. It's just a K in a day.
0: <laughs> yep. Just another reason to go ride.
1: Like I need one other than I want to. There you go. I'm an adult and I can do what I want.
0: Yeah, You got a bike in the garage you wants attention, so you go take it out.
1: There you go. Um, so, Frank, Mr. Watch Out For Us and his K in a day. Um, I left morning I was supposed to leave on Thanksgiving. Um, I was The original plan was to do as many as... If things would have worked out, I was going to do four and four and be done Thanksgiving weekend. There you go, Satan's child. Talk him a fucking tune. The the original plan was roll out of bed Thursday morning. We had done Thanksgiving Sunday because, you know, other family commitments and stuff, people were going to be gone. So we had done Thanksgiving early. So Thursday wasn't actually Thanksgiving. Um, So the plan was get up Thursday, hit the road, get down into Cali. Um, I got a buddy that lives down in Turlock. Um, you know, another guy's another army buddy who's down in the Turlock area, um, near Fresno. So the plan was crush a K down to his place, spend the night at his place. Um, you can do a loop like down through death Valley in Las Vegas and back around and come back up to Fresno. It's like another K in a day or my aunt lives in Mesa. I was going to boogie down to her place and back, spend another night and then either do a third one before I cruised back North or take the day off. And then on Sunday, do a K back. And be back Sunday night, and be done. I would have been at twenty two at that point, either twenty one or twenty two. Woke up Thursday morning. There was freezing fog.
0: <laughs> yeah, passing that stuff.
1: Yeah, we'll pass. Um, fog didn't really burn off till almost noon, so that kind of threw off the whole timeline for the weekend. <laughs> um, so that kind of messed that up, which turned my four, my four and four into a two and two, and um, cruised down to um was it Koalinga? I think that's how you say it. Anyways, um, ended up having to get out to the coast and uh, thanks to Brad over there at Crash Inc. for the insight down in that part of the neighborhood, I was looking for a good place to cross over because Siskiyou Pass was going to be the problem. Right? It's like snow in Siskiyou Pass, Grands Pass area was going to be an issue. Um, But I knew I could get out to the coast and I could get down Redwoods Highway and that would get me into Cali. The question was where to cross over because if you're not familiar with the Oregon coast from Astoria to basically Coos Bay is nothing but towns and state parks. So Very make it any slow going. it's absolutely beautiful, but it's also absolutely turtle speed to get there. Um, as a matter of fact, running it through Google maps while I was ride planning, it was like a two hour difference. <laughs> um, it went from like a 17 and a half hour day to like a 19 and a half hour day. If I'd have crossed over to Astoria.
0: So the plan. I mean, was mean, it's some beautiful his- scenery, but it is very slow going.
1: Like I said, if you're not in a hurry, it's the way to go. You're racing the clock. Bypass it. <laughs> um, so the plan was get as close to the Siski you know as close to Grants Pass, Siskiyou area as I could. Hit the coast, get south, and then cross back over to I five as soon as I could. I was just going to box my way around the Siskiyou's. Um, Brad stepped in and was like hey man cross over at Drain, run that out to Coos Bay best way to go you um, shouldn't have any snow, that's the way we always go out alright cool so boogie out to Coos Bay, run down the Redwoods Highway top to bottom all the way to uh, till I hit 580 down there in San Francisco um, 101 from the state like from Coos Bay to like Eureka I couldn't see jack shit but it was such a fun road <laughs> like it was dark It was dark by the time I got to Crescent City. Like the sun was going, the sun went down somewhere between Coos Bay and Crescent City.
0: See, I would love to ride there, but of course, in the daylight would be just freaking amazing. I
1: I was lucky enough to ride that stretch. I mean, you can say lucky. I rode that stretch in the daylight during my park ride last year, but the fog was so thick, I couldn't see anything anyway. So it was just like riding it at night. I've been through there three times now. I've still never been through there when the sun is, when I can actually, when I have good sight lines. Um, but the road's fun, so whatever. Yeah, you know. I either would slow down and enjoy the scenery, or I'm gonna enjoy the fun road. So,
0: oh, well, that's maybe, what it's about.
1: Yeah, Take it's a pick, way, maybe right? you get
0: the best of both.
1: Yeah, one of these days I'll catch both. Um, but yeah, so we boogie down five eighty uh, out to Tracy, hit I five down to place. Like I, I think it's Colinga is the name. I forgot. Uh, whatever. I mess up all those towns in California. I don't have to say any of them. I'm, I'm too Northern European. I don't have the right accent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wind road therapy hey 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 <laughs> um, spend the night down there I was in the hotel like six hours um, wake up in the morning and um, starting to get ready to work my way back north and I see old, our buddy Frank there has uh, hit the road on his own 1k in a day that day and uh, he lives on the other side of the mountains the weather's a little different coming kind of out of that, out of that area Um, so he had run down 97 through center central Oregon. He was coming down 95, 97, whatever it is. Um, but he was eating breakfast when I woke up. So he's like, Hey man, he's like, he hits me up. And, uh, he's like, we should try and link up. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm down. Like we've shared half of an iron, butt before, why not? Let's do it. Where are you crossing over? Um, and he, uh, We start talking, and the original plan, we were going to link up in Eureka. Because it was 25 degrees or some crap like that where he was at. And I'm like, that's why I'm running the coast, dude. It's like 45 and raining out there versus 25 and sun inland.
0: Yeah. And ice and all the other bad (laughs) shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, he's like, cool, I'll backtrack. I'll work my way across through Grants Pass. I'll meet you in Eureka. So we were planning on meeting at uh, Redwood Harley there in Eureka. Well, I'm an idiot and I don't know how to read. Um, but as we're working our way up, we're trying to dial everything in. And uh, he's like, hey, he what he actually said was, I'm only going to make Crescent City meet me there. Or I'm only going to make Crescent City about 4.30. What I read as I was going down the highway was he had just got to Crescent City and he'd be in Eureka about 4.30.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so my
1: brain. I'm like. 45 minutes behind him. I'm like, that's not fair. Or we were like 30, 40 minutes apart. Like we were going to hit each other within a, within an hour. And being the fact that we're coming from almost a thousand miles apart to land in a 30 minute window. um, I don't think we did too bad for winging it till I get to Eureka and I'm hanging out at Redwood Harley. I'm like, Hey man, I'm here. Where are you at? And he's like, you're here. Where are you? I'm like, I'm at Redwood Harley. Where are you? He's like, I'm here in Crescent city. He's like, so then the phone rings. Dude, what are you talking about? He's like, did you read my text message wrong? I was like, apparently I went back and reread it. I screwed up. What I should have done is pushed through Eureka and met him in Crescent City. We're only like 90 minutes apart. So he was going to start working his way south. I was going to work north and we were going to meet kind of in the middle. Uh, I forget the name of the little town we were going to meet at. But it's also where I hit my 1500 for my bun burner. That's why we were going to meet there. Um." And then he's like, hey, is that storm that's supposed to come in? Is that supposed to come in tonight or is it coming in tomorrow night? I was like, dude, it's here. Like, WashDOT's already, like, warning about the passes. (laughs) Like, it's already hammering Everett and Steven's pass. Like, it's already here. He's like, oh, crap, I got to check the weather. I got to worry about getting home. I'm like, check it out. You check your routes, check your weather. I'm going to hit the road. If you got to backtrack, like – just tell me that you got a boogie. Just send a text. They got a boogie. And I know you, we're not linking up and we'll keep going. Sure enough, man, I'm about 20 minutes down the road. I get a text message. Got a boogie. <laughs> and um, yeah, along the way, he was hit some spots when he was coming across the Crescent City, trying to link up. He hit some spots. It was he was down like 20 miles an hour on the shoulder of this four ways on kind of tiptoeing along the ice. And I guess one of those spots is where he put the bike down. That's why it was minimal minimal damage he said he was only doing 15 20 miles an hour when he went down because of the ice the bike slid
0: so yeah i think the bike went like 30 feet i think he said like yeah. you know 10 to 20 feet but i know he called me last week i think it was still like 2700 damage or yeah something like that yeah it was
1: almost three grand yeah but i mean like i said when you go into the harley dealership three grand is not hard to do
0: so. no but <laughs> hey you know what it's you paint match
1: a saddlebag throw in a couple hours of labor to straighten out a bent engine uh bent saddlebag guard and it could have been
0: way worse because i think he said there was a semi behind him so you know when you yeah. can walk away from any yeah anything when you know you're going down on a motorcycle on a highway
1: yep
0: i don't care if it's you know 5 10 15 20 when that's all you get you're just fine you can walk away and very minimal damage where you can still ride your bike and next another 700 plus miles to get home that's a good day
1: yeah yeah he got he definitely uh someone was looking out for him that day um so i started working my way up He's working his way back and um I hit Coos Bay and um see <laughs> there you go. Three grand yeah, at he just did that with suspension. <laughs> so I said three grand at the Harley dealership shit made it hard.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Um I think we all know that. Um but yeah, we start working our way back up and when I left that morning, the ride planner had me at about a seventeen hour day, seventeen to eighteen hour day. Um, started getting the up towards Coos, got north of Crescent City, working my way to Coos Bay along the coast there. It's dark out. Temps are sub forty degrees. We're along the coast. Out in the middle of nowhere, come up on some curves and the blacktop's shiny. I don't know if it's rain, I don't know if it's ice. <laughs> the next thing you know i'm tiptoeing here there and everywhere and uh that started costing some time and then uh i go to cut back across the drain and i make the turn and the warrant all the the big amber alert boards those are all flashing there's an accident in the canyon going out to drain and the road's closed oh, like shit. seven miles ahead the road's closed <laughs> all right cool let's see how old this warning is we'll ride up there see what's going on i can make the call if i gotta backtrack it's only seven miles um i ride up there i'm like the third vehicle in line behind the closure um and i don't know if it's because that road don't get used a whole lot on saturday of thanksgiving weekend (laughs) or if i was just that early but um I stopped, put the kickstand down, and they were just dragging the car and missed the curve. Like, the road turned left, and they just drove straight out into the woods. Um, And I could hear them. They were just dragging the car up onto the road when I pulled up, but they still have both directions closed because the record was busy. So, I pulled the phone out, and I started messing with routes, trying to figure out how to uh, work around this. There you go. Legends front rear, brake pads, maintenance front forks, adds up quick. Yes, it does. Oh, yeah. I mean, parts alone there was... Two grand. Right? At least. The, uh, you you settling in on those legends, Robin, you digging them yet? But um the uh so I'm sitting there, I start messing with the route planner and I'm like, this is like a hundred mile detour. If I'm gonna backtrack and go a different route out, it's like a hundred mile detour.
0: <laughs> That's the so, time too.
1: Yeah, so it becomes a question, all right, do I spend and I don't know what Because the next place to cross over going north is coming out at like, Eugene. I don't know what the east-west route looks like from the coast to Eugene. Glad to hear you're loving them. Nice. Anything's better in stock, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Do I? Yeah, I'm running. um, So, I'm running everything LED. And then uh, the guys over at Lab were awesome and came through with some additional lighting. If you've ever looked at the back of a Road King special, they're a lot like the street glides. They just have the three bar and the fender and the two little taillights stop turn taillights, um, so the back's a little dim. So they uh, they did me a solid and got me some uh, bag blades, some zero bag blades uh, right underneath the uh, saddlebag lids that helped light the back of the bike up, give me some rear visibility. Um, so visibility at night was not an issue during the ride. That was the good part. But um, so, yeah, it became a math problem of do I spend the time backtracking the 100 miles, not know what the east-west route's going to look like farther north because I haven't been on it? recently or do i sit and wait through the closure fate stepped in did what it does and uh, they opened one lane for bypass traffic while i was doing all that calculating so that worked out (laughs) yeah i'd Um, say so so i didn't have to backtrack and add the extra miles but came through the tunnel out towards drain and ran into a wall of fog i hit some spots where i was less than a quarter mile of visibility we're still in the 30s temperature wise. Bag blades are plasma rods. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I was a, uh, I was very happy with them. Um funny story about those. I actually was looking for the machetes from Ciro, the ones that go underneath the extended bags. But I asked but I said but I typed bag blade instead of machetes, so I got the bag blades. Both of them have done exactly what I wanted them to do. I'm not sounding like I'm disappointed at all. Just kind of funny that the adjective of bag blade versus machete was enough to change where they mounted on the saddlebag. So if you're ever shopping lights with Ciro, make sure you're shopping the ones you want. And I not, I'm not disappointed in the bag blades at all. If anything, I'm probably more happy with them because they're on the back of the bike and they do wrap the corner of the bag a little bit versus being underneath the bag extension. So
0: well that any more visibility you can get, whether you're front or rear, that's going to get you seen. Correct. It is well worth it.
1: Yeah, it, exactly. And they're uh, they're so bright. And then the, the other thing I like with them is they're a sequential. They run red. They're a brake light red. On um, the set I have are amber turn. So I have a red flashing turn, and then I have an amber sequential turn at the top of my saddlebag. Nice. So it's it's both colors to catch your attention, which is, is was really nice. Yeah. Um, very happy with them. The only and the reason I was the reason I was between those two sets of lights was. Like the, the hinge lights, the saddlebag, the hinge cover lights?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You drill a hole through your saddlebag to run the wires. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I ain't drilling holes in my bags, man. I don't ride. I ride when the weather sucks. I ain't trying to put no holes in my bags.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like see the people that go with the speakers in their saddlebag. <laughs> just, lights, and like, no, nah, I just don't want there. to. <laughs>
1: yeah. That, down by drain, that's fog the fog wants to be.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, it's probably the second thickest fog I've ever been in. It's not the, it's the thickest fog I've ever ridden in. It's probably the second thickest fog I've ever been in. It's real down in there. And again, like I said, it's mid 30s. And uh, if you're familiar with that run across through drain, it was right around where the uh, the elk wildlife viewing is. Like there's an elk preserve down there. I don't know if you've ever been through there, Denver.
0: I don't think I have. No.
1: So there's a stretch in there where there's, like, on the way west, I was still going through while the sun was up. So I was, like, making mental notes because I knew I'd be coming back through in the dark. And, like, I come around the curve, and it's, like, elk elk viewing area next, like, two miles. And I'm, like, oh, yeah, I see these all the time up in Washington. Dude, there were probably 40 elk in that field when I went through during the day. <laughs> sure as shit, man. We're coming back east through there. And uh, there was an elk right here. Like it was standing, I couldn't see its legs. It was standing in the embankment in the ditch, and it was standing on the roadside of the ditch, its whole torso road level. But I couldn't see its legs. It was standing there munching on a bush, and it was right there because of the fog. Like that would have been it.
0: That's, that's enough <laughs> to scare the shit out of you right there.
1: That was a uh, that was like as soon as my brain registered it, it like it closed the throttle. I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's enough to wake you up. Fuck that. Yeah. That'll ruin a day. That'll ruin a day in a car. Yeah. Truck anything. On yeah. a bike, that's just... That's, that uh, could, no way.
1: At, at speed, that's fatality. At yeah. Speed. You know, Luckily, because of the crap weather and the road service and stuff, I was already doing... I think I was maybe doing 40 miles an hour. Which still would have been a bad day running into an elk, but I don't think it would yeah. have been <laughs> lethal. <laughs> True. But, um, so yeah, had that happen... And then I uh, kind of got out of it, and the road got good, started making some time. And then, uh, yeah, elk is definitely a whole lot of animal. I think the only But thing they're so around... good to eat. Oh, they're delicious. The only yeah. thing bigger you can run into out on the road right now would be a moose.
0: Or a buffalo.
1: Yeah, I meant here in the re- here in the region.
0: Yeah. But,
1: but, yeah, buffalo would obviously be bigger as well. you're like running into a
0: Tahoe. <laughs> and, the, and the thing about buffalo is also they're uh, – or, no, excuse me, it's not buffalo, it's moose. Yeah. Moose's eyes will not reflect a headlight. I've heard that. I don't want to all other them. animals. Well, I mean, moose, deer. I mean, all the other, you know, antlered. Uh, the brown baddies on that I family, except a moose. Yeah, they do not reflect headlights. Their eyes won't.
1: The, um, yeah, I uh, I referred to those all summer. I've called those the brown baddies. I'm like as long as I avoid the brown baddies, man, we'll be all right tonight. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I don't care if it's a blacktail or a freaking moose, I ain't trying to meet up with any of it. No.
0: Pass on that. The um just want smooth sailing.
1: Yeah, that's all I was that's what I was after and I was the um that 20th ride, man, that was a that was a test of my commitment, that's for sure. Um, the uh what was supposed to be a 17 and a half hour a day turned out to be 20 hours and 51 minutes.
0: Sounds like the iron butt from the Monsters Over Mountains on day one. After all of our shenanigans and road issues and everything else,
1: yeah. Um. Amateur moose. Oh shit! So yeah, Curtis, buddy, forty would still hurt. Yeah. um, So yeah, we uh, I made it out to five, and then um, got past Portland and ran into rain by Longview. And a long view to Chehalis was like riding in a running dishwasher. Ew. Um, There was probably 15 to 20 mile an hour crosswinds plus the rain. Um, There was a stretch right near um, um, Vader that the truck was in the center. I was in the right lane. Truck was in the center lane about a quarter mile in front of me. And I was still getting his road spray on me like he was passing me. I ended up moving all the way to the left lane to get away from people's road spray. Um,
0: and that's the worst part of riding the ring, especially on the interstate, is the road spray coming up yeah. off the road from all the other cars. It yeah. just makes visibility horrible.
1: Yeah. So that was that was rough. But um I normally will run like I'll stop either at the uh, at the casino there, at, like exit fourteen, or like I'll stop at the Loves and Troutdale, like right there around the Portland Metro. Right. Usually from there, I don't stop till I get back to the house. It's like just over a hundred miles. Um, I stopped three times that night on Ohio (laughs) because it was, you know, it was a combination of being wet and the, uh, and the cold. I just, there were a couple, I didn't need gas or anything. I literally just had to stop and like loosen up because I was getting so tensed up with the weather and the riding. Well, it comes
0: down and knowing your limits and there's, you know, nothing wrong with that at all. And
1: I knew, like I said, I knew I had the time, so it didn't hurt to stop for the extra 10 or 15 minutes those few times, but... Yeah, as long as I got home safe, that's what I was really worried about. Stay in
0: South you know what helmet you're running? Um, so I am currently rocking
1: Scorpions R1 Air Carbon. Um, their R1 Air is the carbons only is like a half pound lighter, but that's all that's different is the weight change from the R1 to the R1 Carbon. Um, the R1 is the helmet Fabio Quartararo wore last year when he won the MotoGP champ, Moto Championship. Wore it again this year when he came in second. Um, it's been an amazing helmet. It's absolutely quiet. doesn't weigh anything. Um, it's a pin lock visor. Um, love it. If you want one with a drop down visor in it, you do their st 1200 or something like that. It's basically the same helmet, but it's got the drop down visor in it instead of having to swap visors out. And the difference you trade there is you don't get the Snell rating because you get the drop down visor in it. So. Yeah, been been an absolute. I've gotten neck and be- upper back problems from an accident in Iraq, so less weight on my head's awesome. I ran a Scorpion AT950 um, for like four years. Um, the uh, it's actually still my backup helmet, it's still sitting on my shelf. Um, Windrow Therapy's rocking the same helmet as me. That's awesome. Um, airflow's good. Um, when it's cold, you can definitely tell where it is. You got to close the vents up. Um, you end up getting a couple cold spots on the top of your head here. Um, I absolutely love it. So uh, with the pinlock visor, fog is not an issue. Um, If you're not running a pinlock, it's going to be like any other helmet without a pinlock. I think that's the difference there. Um, Probably one of the quietest helmets I've ever worn. So, you know, definitely love it. But... Yeah, comes it does come with two visors. It comes with a dark and a clear, and then they're set up for pin locks. So, but um, yeah, been very happy with it. The only thing I haven't liked about it is, for whatever reason, my comms unit will not bond with the side of it. <laughs> I've been through a couple different iterations of getting my my uh, my comms unit to stick to the side of it. So,
0: hey, thanks, Robin.
1: Have a good one, Robin. So.
0: But no, man, thanks for, you know, coming on and doing another episode, man. It's always it's always fun catching up. You know, we, you know, text and whatnot oh, frequently, yeah. but you know, if you've been having one hell of a year and it's like, man, I gotta get you back on, you know, hear some stories and, and share about, you know, what you're doing, your drive and, and what you got going on for, for your causes, which is awesome.
1: I appreciate it, man. It's always good to I appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. So it's uh the uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so saw uh, windrow therapies comment with the center. My cardo hasn't let go yet. Um my I also migrated this cardo for my old helmet. So this this cardo is like five or six years old. But for whatever reason, it's just I don't know if it's because of where I'm mounting it. There's probably a there's a lot of real subtle curves in this helmet, so it's kinda hard to like I don't think Get there's a flat, the flat surface on it anywhere. So I may just have it in a bad spot. But like I said, it hasn't let go yet, but the top kind of lets go every once in a while, and I push it back in and rebond it. And I'm like, man, keep an eye on it.
0: <laughs> no, you don't, you can.
1: Yeah. And like I said, it's like a five, I think it's a five year old Cardo system. So I can't be too upset if it comes off. Yeah. Around. But yeah, man, it's been good. Um, it's been awesome to be able to, to uh, wave the Mission 22 flag for uh, 30,000 miles this year. It's what I'm at year to date. Well, I'm 120 miles short. I think I can find 120 miles in the next two weeks. So
0: oh, I'm sure I'm sure you'll get that in. If anything,
1: just to be petty and actually say it was 30,000, not almost 30,000.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, absolutely. I totally get it, man. So. <laughs> so. But yeah, go ahead and let everybody know where they can follow you, where they can you know, follow what you got going on and everything. Um, there is a defunct
1: YouTube channel that hasn't had a video posted to it in over a year. Um, but I'm most active on the Instagram side. That feeds into Facebook. Uh, Really Easy to Find, Two Wheels to Survive, like you see there on the screen. Um, Generally, I'll post stories as I'm out riding throughout the day and then occasionally get some reels. And then I try to share the photos and stuff while I'm out and about. But, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, You want to help out Mission 22, uh, check out their website, mission22.com. Um, they have a donate link right there you can go straight to them and get your receipts and everything for your tax deduction purposes and all that fun stuff mostly because i don't have an active fundraising page going right now because i'm wrapping the year up otherwise i'd direct you towards my fundraising page but um mission 22 is always always looking for more help so
0: absolutely so yeah. man buddy thanks again for coming on you know i mean you know we've been friends for years it's always fun catching up actually oh yeah i mean besides our phone calls the text messages you know i love getting you on here and just shooting the shit almost like we're face-to-face, but, you know, we'll wait yeah. for a few months, and uh, we'll get that face-to-face and shoot the oh, shit. And sure. we got to work out some ride plans for next year.
1: So, uh, spring bike. It's right right there. Two wheels to survive. Yeah, two wheels to survive. Find me there. Number on, two, uh,
0: wheels. Number two,
1: survive. Yeah, find me there on uh, Instagram. And like I said, the YouTube's kind of defunct. I haven't really posted to it, and it's been more than a year since I posted a video there. So, but yeah. Instagram and Facebook are where I'm most active. So...
0: Right on, man. Well, Mike, thanks again. Hey, guys, don't forget to tune in next week. We got MilePost86 with, actually, you know, best friend's been like my brother and his nephew. I've been trying to get him on since this whole thing started because he loves bikes. We've been riding, and he just doesn't like to open up. A little shy, but I think we finally got it worked out. So he is coming on next Sunday. My brother, Nick Scarpa, and his son, Austin, they've been doing some cool shit down in Idaho. And they'll be joining us next week. That's gonna be a lot of fun. I episode. can't wait. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Heck yeah. So, Mike, thanks again for coming on, buddy. And uh everybody thank you for tuning in, your support and everything. This has been this has been a great show, an awesome mile post and you know, helping share the two wheels to survive's mission of what they got going on. So you guys give him a follow, check out his social media feeds, and as always stay safe, have fun, enjoy the open road, and we'll catch you next week. Later, Later guys.